And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump, Season 3, Episode 14. America, fuck yeah. Today is July 5th, 2017. Yesterday was the 4th of July. My name is Joel. With me is Sam. Sam, happy Independence Day. Yeah, right back at you. Yeah. Got a kind of skeleton crew today. Right. Just me and Sam. We were gonna... We were gonna... We knew Jesse was gonna be gone. Jesse is on vacation in beautiful Montana. And... Is texting us pictures of rodeos. So I think when we get him back, hopefully next week, we'll have to do a... A rodeo... Special. Have you ever been to a rodeo? Uh, I have been to a rodeo. Well, I've been to a bull riding competition. I don't know if it was actually a rodeo. Oh, yeah. I went to a PBR event in Madison Square Garden one time. PBR being professional bull riding. Oh. So, I'm not sure if that's the same circuit as the county rodeo. Uh, but there were definitely people riding bulls there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I think at rodeos, though, they have a lot of other stuff, like the rodeo clowns and, like, people lassoing calves. Yeah. Yeah. Chasing pigs around. We'd go to, I went to a couple of rodeos when I was a kid in Oregon. There were a couple of county rodeos. I remember Uh bull riding was probably the most exciting. Barrel, barrel riding? I don't even know if that's what it's called. But, you know. Barrel chasing? No. I think it's called barrel. barrel riding, but you don't ride the barrels. You're riding a horse running around. Through barrels. Yeah, like an obstacle course. And you do tricks yeah. and things like that. That was actually always one of my favorites. And actually, the lassoing the calves, that's really fun. Yeah. When they have to tie them up. Rodeos are pretty that, sweet. Do you think that the Olympic sport dressage came out of the rodeo circuit, or vice versa? I think vice versa, probably. Or actually, not even vice versa. I bet they're very, very separate. You think that they're independent 100% of each other? I bet so. Because you don't think that somebody was like, oh, look at these people dancing on horses. Let's try that with bull. No, I think rodeos were... A bunch of cowboys a hundred years ago were like, hey, we're really bored. Let's get together once a year and see who's the best at the jobs that we actually do. Oh, yeah. You know, I like... that makes more sense. Like lumberjacks and and log sawing <laughs> and log rolling competitions. Sure. The lumberjack games? Yeah. Is that what they're called? Just the lumberjack games? That's what they're called on TV. Yeah. Right? That's another one where we live out in the forest and we get super bored because there's no internet. So let's just do our jobs at each other and the guy who can do his job the best wins. (laughs) Who can do their job the fastest? Yeah. (laughs) Right. 
So the question is, you know, if we're thinking like turn of the century America, did other professions do this? Like, would there be like cheese packing competitions? There had to be, right? Yeah, totally. There used to be oyster shucking competitions. Sure. Sure, that's yeah. true. That's a um, cool thing. And you, I'm sure that, you know, up in Alaska, there are fish gutting competitions. Right, there must be. Because, you know, once the sun never goes down, people start doing weird shit. <laughs> Out at the edge of the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What about you? Do you do any 4th of July festivities? Did you, like, take your shirt off and shoot fireworks out of both your hands? No, I marched in the 4th of July parade. I think one right. thing that's kind of a perk about being a teacher is that you just get to march in parades, apparently. So That's just a thing? That's, like, part of your union contract? Right. <laughs> yeah. So I've marched in the Labor Day. We have a Labor Day parade here. And I've marched in the Labor Day Parade a couple of times with the Union. And then this year we marched as a large, part of a large group um, called the CU Immigration Forum. So we were kind of generically marching with a bunch of other groups in support of immigrant rights. So that was pretty cool. That's Uh, pretty America. Yeah, it was nice. It was a little nervous because, you know, this is a stereotype, but a lot of people who get really into the 4th of July, not all of them are super down with immigrants, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Um, And I feel like we got, I think we got some dirty looks, but for the most part, people were pretty, you know, nice. And, right. you, know, you know, from the spectrum of politely ignoring us to cheering us and clapping for us. So, right. That was cool. Nobody threw anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Nobody shot any fireworks at you. Right. But it was also ridiculously hot. It was like in the 90s with very, very high humidity. So that right. was lame. So you were just... Marching and sweating. Yeah, and I am one of the sweatiest people I know. <laughs> so, I I was wearing like a short sleeved. I was wearing an undershirt and a short sleeve collared shirt over my undershirt, and we started gathering at ten. The parade started at eleven, and by ten thirty, just standing, I had already sweated through both my undershirts and. My collared t-shirt. <laughs> so I, I just kind of unbutton. I unbuttoned my... I didn't want to carry it. I felt really self-conscious. And, like, disgusting. And people were like, man, that guy's on so many drugs right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody sweats like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm just... A- Really sweaty guy, just standing there, not even doing anything. Actually, teaching middle school has helped me deal with that because I'll just start sweating. We have air conditioning even, and I'll just start sweating in the classroom. Kids are like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm sweating. You still have to do your homework. Right. (laughs) 
But yeah, it's You're like, I am tripping so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that you would probably do very poorly under cross-examination. Like, <laughs> if they ever brought you in for questioning, you know? <laughs> or you're just sitting in this hot room, totally innocent, and you would just end up in jail for sure, because... They'd be asking you these questions. You'd be like, no, no. And then just like wiping your forehead constantly, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Or I should commit more crimes because, right. then, you know. Um, are you, have we talked about Poku before? Uh, uh, no. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not a sport, though. Not really. I mean, we talk about other non-sports. It's as much of a, well... You can't call it the World Series of Poker and then automatically like right. classify it as a sport. You know what I mean? It's on ESPN too, so they right. yeah. I yeah. I do hate the World Series of Poker. Um, after I had surgery in '06, and I was laid up for like months on end, uh-huh. I watched so much World Series of Poker on TV. Right. That was like from. <laughs> 1 p.m. to 6 p.m., like, hour after hour of World Series of Poker. So did you then get really into poker? No. Like, no, I hated it. Totally bored. <laughs> <laughs> terrible TV show. You were shirt. just, like, spiraling into depression, like, yeah. watching stuff that made you unhappy. <laughs> I was on a lot of painkillers. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm an exceedingly mediocre poker player. Because I basically play without any strategy or intent. I have neither the attention span or the patience to play poker. Oh, yeah. Like, I lose track of what's going on, and then at a certain point, I just go all in until I lose because I'm sick of sitting. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've played games like that. <laughs> but it's like, God, this is so boring, and I like want to go outside now, you know? It's like we're just sitting around a circle and not really talking to each other, you know? <laughs> right, you're kind of losing the whole, like, social lubricant purpose of the game. Right. Now, World Series of Poker... I mean, I'm trying to think of other non-sports. Sport, Have you ever watched, like, chess on TV? No, is that a thing? Yeah, sometimes, when it gets into the world competitions. Watching competitive chess is actually super intense, even if you don't know what's going on. Because is that everybody like speed chess? It's timed, it's not speed. They have they have like a certain amount of time to make a move, but it's not so much time that like they're not going speed chess. Right. But they have to Keep going. They're like 30, 30 seconds. Yeah, they're not sitting there for hours on end. I just watched this movie, this Korean movie, that mm. was like centered around the game of Go. Do you know that game? Oh, yeah. And it was like this whole underground competitive Go circuit. Oh, that would Korea. be awesome. Yeah, but that was, they had some like televised Go tournaments. I don't know if that's a real thing, but it's basically the same thing. It's just, I mean, sure. the game's not, but. Right, right. Competitive chess, competitive go. Um, Do you watch the Scripps National Spelling Bee? No. That's fun. 
I kind of I'm, feel. I'm dyslexic. I can't spell anything. Uh huh. And so seeing all those children spelling all these words <laughs> that are so far beyond my understanding of spelling just makes me angry. Yeah, I can never spell that. Once they get up to that level, it's ridiculous. But I still feel bad for the kids when they get them wrong. When they're like 11 or 12, and like their immigrant family has all their hopes and dreams pinned on them, and then right. they fail to spell like some obscure bacteria. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, feels like pressure on those kids. Yeah. You know, there's the classic story of the overbearing spelling mom or dad. You know right. what I mean? Right. Who's just like beating their children and making them spell words. <laughs> that sounds like a great childhood to me. Yeah. And that's on ESPN too, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think should be on ESPN is Jeopardy. Yeah, that's a good call. Or other just game shows. I wonder yeah. if ESPN would ever try to get into the game show racket. Like competitive trivia, you know? Yeah, that should be a thing. Well, are there bars around your neighborhood that do trivia? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a big deal. We try to go, we try to go to this one bar <laughs> once a week to do trivia, and we're pretty good, the, the mm -hmm. team that I'm on, but there's always, like, the one or the, the couple of teams who are actually, like, dedicated to it. They kick our right. asses every week. Uh, yeah, I don't go too often because I can never get a team together because, you know, I don't have any friends. Yeah, me either. Um, but uh, I go sometimes, you know. Sometimes I'm walking by and people will jump out of the bar and be like, Hey, you kid! And then, like, bring me in to play on their trivia team. As a ringer? Just, yeah, as a ringer. Yeah. And I just, I just drag them down. Yeah, they call you kid? Yeah. They're like, oh, put this on. Throw me like a team t-shirt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, did you watch the hot dog eating competition? No. No. I heard about it, though. Yeah, same Joey Chestnut That's wins again. That's my boy, Joey Chestnut. Yeah. He's not really my boy, he's just the only competitive eater whose name I know. There was that Japanese guy who won a whole bunch before Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut's won like every year since 2013 it looks like. Yeah, Togiyashi. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he got banned from the sport for performance enhancing drugs or something. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm not sure it was drugs, but he did get banned. And, like, the first year that he was, like, excluded from the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition, uh -huh. he, like, set up in some bar in Manhattan. And actually that year, same time, and ended at the same time, <laughs> and, ate, and actually ate more hot dogs than Joey Chester <laughs> that year. That's petty. You don't, you don't remember this? That was a big deal. <laughs> Chestnut has won every 4th of July showcase since 2007, except for 2015, which was won by Matt Stoney. What do you 
What do you think about professional eating competitions? I think I think we need more of them. Yeah. Like, what other things can people eat? Well, they do a lot of different ones. It's just the hot dog one is the most popular, I guess. Right, because like it's chicken wing eating competitions. Um, what else? I don't know. Donuts? I'm sure they're donuts. Oh, yeah. Gotta be donuts. Yeah. Maybe like sliced ham. Oh, yeah. Or like bologna. Oh, <laughs> well, bologna, I feel like hot dogs and bologna are pretty similar. Like a bologna yeah, totally. is just a hot dog in different shape and uncooked. Um, right. You know, and this gets me back to something I was thinking about with attaching sports or certain competitions with holidays because I feel like the only reason hot dog eating is a thing that we watch on ESPN is because it's associated with the 4th of July. I guess it's got Nathan's sponsorship. It's at Coney Island. You know, it's a big deal. It almost reminds me a little bit of Doby Day, actually. Right, well, that's because it's only once a year. Right. You know what I mean? Because so it's hard to, like, notch sports with holidays unless you only play them once a year. You know what I mean? Yes. So what kind of sports slash competitions could we match up with other holidays to do as marketing points? Right. It'd have to be something kind of bizarre, right? Yes. So we could um, do curling with Christmas? Maybe. Yeah, that goes on all the time, though. They do that at the Olympics. You know, it would have to be something that we, like, you know, um, like donkey basketball. You know what I mean? Like you ride a donkey playing basketball. You play basketball from the back of the donkey. Uh -huh, yeah. Uh -huh. I got you. Um, uh, boy, that's <laughs> tough. Or like. Uh, you know, human slingshotting. <laughs> kind of like those Japanese game shows where they do the kapow stuff, the crazy obstacle courses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like there's the Red Bull competitions, you know, where yeah. people make those contraptions to see if they can launch the furthest off a cliff into the ocean or something like that. Yeah. Flugtag. Yeah. <laughs> People are crazy. They'll make anything a competition. Yeah, well, humans are inherently competitive. Yeah, and I think bored. Yeah. You know? Or, like, feel the need to entertain themselves, at least. Right. Getting back to what we were talking about before, when was the last time somebody was like, hey, I bet I can eat more hot dogs in a minute than you can? <laughs> yeah, well, but you think it was originally started by hot dog vendors? Probably. Like, it's the end of their shift, and they're like, oh, we both got 30 hot dogs left. We'll flip them faster, you know? Right. <laughs> Probably not the people who make the hot dogs, though. I feel like if you spend all day making hot dogs, the last thing you want to do at the end of your shift is eat 30 hot dogs in a minute. Right. Well, yeah. The old saying, no one wants to know how the sausage gets made. Right. Raccoons. <laughs> it's made out of raccoons. <laughs> <laughs>
Spoiler alert. <laughs> Did you ever read that book, How to Eat Fried Worms? Uh, no. As a kid? That book, I read that oh, in yeah, elementary no, school. Yep. Where he wants to get into the Guinness Book of World Records. For eating worms? Yeah. I don't know. Huh. I feel like there's something profound to think about, but I'm just missing it because I'm tired right now. About eating worms or about eating competitions? Eating in competitions general? in general. Yeah, well, it's kind of gross, man. Yeah, kind of ruining. I mean, it is kind of like a very American thing in like glorifying or overeating. You know what I mean? Sure. Way. Do you think other cultures do it? I feel like other cultures must have some forms of eating competitions. I don't know, man. That would be something interesting to find out. I feel like most other cultures take food way more seriously than we do in this country. Well, making something a competition is not the same as not taking it seriously. Although, watching the hot dog eating well, competition... You know, it's it it is kind of though because it's it's not taking it seriously in that it's food you know what I mean because uh -huh. other cultures are like some of them don't have a whole lot of food or other them it's like much more of a cultural thing uh -huh. it's like how fast can we shove this shit into our face <laughs> not think about it as a meal you know what I mean yes yes that's interesting. <laughs> And that's like a very American way of thinking about food. Uh-huh. Are there pizza eating competitions? Probably. Yeah. Huh. And you think about, you know, the, you go to a steakhouse and can you eat the 96-ounce steak and if you do, you get it for free kind of right. specialty. That's got to be a only in America concept. Probably. Hmm. Good. Well, I don't know. That one guy was from Japan, wasn't he? The guy who kept winning for years and years and years. Right. Yeah. Who was like deposed by the Nathan's Hot Dog Company? Yeah. But it would still be like it's such an American thing if it's eating hot dogs on the Fourth of July at Coney Island. There really isn't much that would be more American than that, I suppose. Unless you were also, like, shooting guns in the air while you were doing it. Right. Well, they've got, like, bikini-clad babes standing behind him, so that's close. What else? That's true. But that's not no. a specifically American thing. No. You find bikini babes, like, all over the place. That's true. But maybe not hot dog eating competitions. Or any kind of food competitions. Okay. <laughs> See? Alright, I'm actually kind of sick to my stomach now. So I've been thinking <laughs> yes. about, like, Joey Chestnut's, like, the picture of him after, <laughs> after the competition is over. He's got, like, little bits of hot dogs stuck all over his face. <laughs> Like, you. all over his face, like, on his forehead. And he just does not look happy, you know? Right, right. He's making bodily, physical sacrifices right now. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's like another thing is like people who win those things. It's not like other sporting events where maybe you're tired, you know, but you are so stoked. Right. Whereas you win the hot dog eating competition and you are like, you can't feel good. There's nothing about that that feels good, I'm sure. Right. Like he's probably stoked now. Right. He wants to win. Right. But at what cost? Probably feels better than the people who lost. <laughs> right. That would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I ate 71 hot dogs and I lost. You know? Right. You gotta really kind of take a look at yourself in the mirror after that happens. And, like, reconsider your life choices? <laughs> reconsider your life choices. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, you know what? That is a stupid idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Why did I drop out of Princeton for this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just live on a bench in Cody Island. Just works at Nathan's the other 364 <laughs> days a year. <laughs> Slinging dogs and cheese fries. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. We should find, oh, like, yeah. how much money do you get? And is there a circuit? There must be a hot dog oh, yeah. eating circuit that we're unaware of. I mean, it's got to be some money. You know what I mean? Right. And like, this it's got to be not a small amount of money because there's not a whole lot of people who are eating 72 hot dogs just for bragging rights. You well, know, like, and you, you have to... You have to train for it. Right. So you have to put in some kind of time and effort. So uh, do you think that, like, years down the line now, it's like with football and concussions, there's going to be, like, all of these scientific studies that come out about competitive <laughs> eating? <laughs> what it does to your colon. What it does to your colon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, okay, Chestnut scarfed down a record 72 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. 10 grand for first place. 10 grand for first place. Yeah, 5 grand for second place, 2,500 for third place, 1,500 for fourth place, and fifth place is 1,000 bucks. Okay, so if you finish in the top five, you get some kind of money. Right. It's not like Wimbledon money, though, you know what I mean? Right, it's hot dog. It's... It, it's hot dog eating money. Yeah. It's like, I mean, how many of those, like, that's got, got to be the petition, right? Got to be. Unless there's, like, some, like, seriously dark underground circuit where you either win or you die, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, you win and the losers all get kicked in the stomach until they die, you know? Until they throw up. <laughs> right. And then you just, that one pays out like $10 million. You know? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Blood, blood sports always pay the most. Joey Chestnut was born November 25th, 1983. He went to San Jose State University from Vallejo, California. 
uh, I'm trying to see if like he has a job or if he just goes around doing competitive competitive eating, you know. Oh, here we go. This is going to be uh, today's episode of Joel Reed's uh, Wikipedia to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chestnut entered the competitive eating scene in 2005 with a breakout performance in the Deep Fried Asparagus Eating Championship. There's a Deep Fried Asparagus Eating Championship. I'd rather participate in that if I had to. He beat high-ranking eater Rich Lefebvre by eating 6.3 pounds of asparagus in 11.5 minutes. Wow. So I mean, there's no way that I would ever say that that's not impressive. You right. Know what I mean? Right. Like, that's, that's impressive. He finished third in... At what cost? <laughs> Um, in 2005, he set the world record by eating 32 and a half grilled cheese sandwiches in 10 minutes at the Arizona State Fair. As part of the GoldenPalace.net World Grilled Cheese Eating Championship Circuit. So there is a World Grilled Cheese Eating Championship Circuit. There's got to be a hot dog eating circuit. Oh, yeah. He has a net worth of $800,000. He has a net worth of $800,000? Right, which is not... Yeah. I mean, it's a living, I guess. Yeah. Hold on, I can't hear you. You're breaking up. Say that again. If you were to, beca if you were to become... Would be your... What food would I eat? Are you asking what food would I eat? Yeah, exactly. Asparagus sounds... I, asparagus sounds kind of good, because maybe not deep-fried asparagus, but... Like, it's a vegetable, right? I feel like, for what it's worth, eating six pounds of a green vegetable would make you slightly less nauseous than eating, like, six pounds of hot dogs. You know, could I eat, like, steamed green beans? Uh-huh. But maybe but that, I, I'm not I getting into... I if you eat six pounds of anything, it doesn't matter what. still going to be sick. Right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Grilled cheese doesn't sound bad. I feel like I could hammer a few grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But, yeah, I don't know. So, I'm still trying to find, though, does he have a job? Oh, no, I think he's just Joey Chestnut. He's just Joey Chestnut. He goes around the country eating stuff, not just eating hot dogs. Right. He holds the world records in St. Elmo shrimp cocktails, deep-fried asparagus, <laughs> pork ribs, steak, hot dogs, matzo balls, 78 matzo balls in 8 minutes, 
That was... Is Jewish? I don't think so. Doesn't say. Um, wait. Wait, 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 wait. I want to finish reading this list. Matzo balls, bratwurst, hard-boiled eggs, pork roll, and mutton sandwich. Huh. Tell me how many hard-boiled eggs A hundred and forty-one in eight minutes. What? He ate a hundred and forty-one hard-boiled eggs in eight minutes. That's fucked up. What's the Cool Hand Luke record? That's what I was just thinking. I think that's twenty. I think he eats two dozen. No, I think he eats fifty eggs. Fifty eggs, you eat. But it's 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 not in eight minutes. Though. No, like, it, it takes like a half an hour. Yeah, because they it, or an hour. they show it like time passing. Yeah, he, he gets up and walks around. His belly's hanging out. Mm-hmm. Huh. I used to think that was so impressive. Yeah, apparently not. Try eating 141 eggs in eight minutes, Paul Newman. Yeah, Paul Newman. Yeah, Paul Newman. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> there is an association of independent competitive eaters and an international federation of competitive eating. There is major league eating. I'm going to click on that link. M-L-E, Major League Eating. Huh. Well, there you go. Now you know more about competitive eating than you knew at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, although I gotta just read, read, like, like, I feel like a lot of childhood... Childhood what? And like that's my favorite part about it. What? It's when he eats all those eggs. Oh, oh, your favorite part of Cool Hand Luke is when he eats all the eggs. Well, because he just, you know. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. You're gonna see that movie in a different light because there's no right. way he could eat as many eggs as Joey Chestnut. But here's the thing, right. Joey Chestnut would not do as well on a chain gang in the 60s. I don't know, he might just eat all the rocks. <laughs> right. Have you seen those guys who eat metal? Who eat, like, airplanes and things like that? Like, like sword swallowers? No, no, like, eat it. They eat metal. Guy eats airplane. I'm Googling it. Why? I don't know why. Yeah. Just Michael. Of guys working at the metal factory who are like, get bored. Like, yeah. oh, can eat more of this metal? <laughs> right. People will turn anything into competition. Yeah. All right. That makes sense to me. Oh, he died in 2007, so he only lived 57 years, so... Who, the metal eating guy? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He ate 18 bicycles, 15 shopping carts, 7 televisions, 60 chandeliers, 2 beds, 1 pair of skis, 1 Cessna aircraft, 1 waterbed, and 1 coffin. He ate a Cessna? Yeah. A Cessna 150. How long did that take? 
That's a good question. Uh, two years. Oh. It took him two years to eat the Cessna. Lotito had an eating disorder known as Pika. Doctors determined that Lotito also had a thick lighting in his stomach and intestines, which allowed his consumption of sharp metal without suffering injury. What? What's the eating disorder? Pika. P-I-C-A. Like an irrational compulsion to eat Cessna aircraft. <laughs> yeah, I'll find out. It is estimated that between nine, between nineteen fifty nine and nineteen ninety seven, Lotito had eaten nearly nine tons of metal. Huh. Huh. All right. So, do you want to talk about baseball? This is after all baseball. Podcast. This is after all baseball podcast. <laughs> And baseball is American, as American as hot dogs and rodeos, but not as American as eating Cessnas. This dude was from France, so. Yeah, no, there's nothing more American than eating a Cessna aircraft. I think that, I think that we can all agree on that. Oh, PK is characterized by an appetite for substances that are largely non-nutritive. Nutritive? 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 Such as ice, hair, paper, drywall, paint, metal, stones, or soil. Yeah, I know people like that. Have you ever known someone who like eats hair, or eats, picks up their skin and eats it? No. Oh. Have I? I don't think so. Eh, I, I have. I feel like maybe when I was a kid, there were some kids who thought yeah. it was like cool to. Yeah, well, that, that's probably just being a kid, but yeah. it can be a eating, yeah, I know what they're talking about now. Um, when's the All-Star game? Uh, a week from today, I want to say, or a week from yesterday. Did you vote? Uh, yeah, 35 yeah. times. <laughs> Did you just vote for Red Sox? Uh, primarily. Uh-huh. Um, most of the times I voted were just... For this last ballot, uh-huh. uh huh. Say, say that again. Final, final ballot or the yeah, button. and it's like every, the the lineup's already set, and there's just one more person to make the team. So who are you voting for? Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts, right? Um. Huh. So, I'm just going to go down. Let's start with the AL starters. AL first base, Justin Smoke for Toronto. Uh huh. Second base, Jose Altuve, Houston. Uh huh. Uh, shortstop, Carlos Correa, Houston. Right, he just got hurt, actually, so he might not be in. Third base, Jose Ramirez, Cleveland. Yep. Catcher, Salvador Perez, Kansas City. Uh-huh. Outfielders, Aaron Judd, Judge, uh, Mookie Betts, and George Springer. D.H., Corey Dickerson, Tampa Bay. Uh, snubs, surprises? A bit about this today. I think that there's... Well, there are kind of a lot of snubs this year because, you know, 
there's just so many people who are doing so many all-star like things. Like uh-huh. there's this kid, or I don't know if he's a kid. There's this guy who plays for Tampa Bay. He's got 24 home runs. He's uh, not on the all-star team. Not invited to the home run derby. He's got like the second most home runs in the American League. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What is his name? God, I was just reading about him yeah. today. He was he was being vocal about not being in the home run derby. In the home run derby, yeah. Right. Um. So there's there's a number of people like that. I think. Mm-hmm. Really, in other years, might be shoe-ins, but there's like a lot of weird shit going on this year. For example, Justin Smoke is having an amazing year. Right. Uh, and that's a guy who's been in the league for years and years and has never been more than a mediocre player. But this then, year is different. This year is in Toronto, he's crushing the ball. He's batting like 350 and has 25 home runs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of people who are. Logan Morrison is the guy for Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I think it says something that I can't remember his name. Right. You know? Um, and you know, if you hadn't have said Justin Smoke was a starter, I wouldn't have remembered his name either. Yeah. And I think that you know, since it's a fan voting operation, it really is very much a you know popularity contest. Sure. Know players and coaches also vote, but. And their votes are weighed heavier, but uh-huh. even still, there's a lot of people out there who should be going. One guy, I mean, um, that I was hoping to see was Yonder Alonzo of uh-huh. Oakland. Uh, but he, I mean, he's at first base for Oakland, so he was up against Smoke. Um, so I guess it makes sense that... You know, I'm not. I don't think he got snubbed, but I was kind of hoping that he could sneak his way onto. He's got a 943 OPS. He's hit 19 home runs. Well, you know, playing good for Oakland. Right. Um, well, I feel like a lot of it. I don't know. I feel like it's mostly offensive stat driven anyway. Also. Sure. You know. Yeah. Like, that guy, Logan Morrison, you know, probably should be on the All-Star team, but I don't know how he feels. And then, you know, there's a lot of people who play really good defense and have, like, in my mind, that would kind of put them over the top on a kind of stat-by-stat breakdown, even if their offensive stats aren't quite as good. Right. You know, like the Mike, the Mike Trouts of the league, although his offensive stats are as... Headed toward the drums. Come Will on. it stay in the ballpark? Garcia's at the wall. He... I don't play. Um, I see what you're saying, but I feel like, right, fans are mostly going to vote based on offensive output. But also... Well, those are also the stats that are easiest to see. Yes. Um, because, like, the defensive metrics are, like, much more complex uh, and kind of only factor into... Wins above replacement as far as like a tangible, understandable number. Mm-hmm. But offensive categories are put into that also. So. 
Mm-hmm. What do you keep banging? Nothing. Oh, sounds like banging. Um, I was a little disappointed that the White Sox outfielder Abisayo Garcia didn't get on the All-Star team, but. Uh, not in batting average. He's up there, though. Um, no, actually, here's the top two AL guys in batting average are um, Judge for the Yankees and Altuve for the Astros. And there have been lots of funny jokes about one guy being really tall and the other guy being really short. Right. Um, Garcia is hitting three thirteen with... Uh, 858 OPS. I thought that was higher. He's got 17 doubles, 11 home runs. Eh. So, I thought he was doing better than that. God, the White Sox have been losing a lot of games. So the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees have been losing a lot of games. White Sox have lost... a ton of games. Yeah. What, what's uh, the standings in the AL East right now? The Red Sox are in first place by four games over the Yankees, and I think that Tampa Bay is only a game or so below that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's. Yankees, I mean, a month ago, the Yankees were like six games in first place. Yeah. Um, I could look at the NL. What do you think about the All Star Game, though? Like. We've had this conversation. Being, being an important thing. Have we talked about this? Yeah, we've had this conversation. I know. Yeah. I, you think it's more important than I do. What like, do you mean? I feel like we've had this conversation. Like, I don't really care about the All-Star right. game. And I understand the whole, the winning team gets home field advantage in the World Series, but... I feel like that is kind of admitting that unless we add something of tangible value to it, we recognize that it's kind of meaningless. Right. Like the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I think it's better than the Pro Bowl because the Pro Bowl is absolutely meaningless because it's at the end of the season. Um, Right, but don't don't you think that the All-Star Game should be meaningless? Yeah. Shouldn't it just be like a kind of fun thing for the fans, you know, to see all the superstars yeah. together? Yeah, I do. And, but uh-huh. for some reason, they I guess it bugs me that they added this little, like, cherry on top that you get home field advantage in the World Series. And I remember that ad campaign, and it really bugged me. This time it matters. Oh yeah, you know, and I well, guess I, I, only, I only like it because the American League like wins the All Star game every year. Yeah, so I like that. I think the, I think they should keep pushing the home run derby, and add other skill competitions to it. You know, what if right. you had like um, a stolen base competition? Or a, um, you know, they call them web jams. I don't know, like, who can make the most ridiculous 
outfield catch, right? So, can right. like Ozzy Smith style, can you do a somersault backflip and catch the fly ball? Um, who can turn the fastest double play? Who can turn the fastest triple play? Like other right. kind of you know exhibitions of skill and athleticism to go around the All Star Game. More like a like a draft combine thing. Yeah, I was actually thinking more like the NBA. I think the NBA's got a better model because the NBA's got dunk competition, got three point shooting competition, and they make the All Star Game more fun because they know it doesn't matter. So they just pl- take turns doing ridiculous dunks, and you know. Alley oops. Nobody plays defense. And nobody plays defense. So it's it's just fun and nobody gives a damn. Yeah, uh, I guess so. So I don't know. I mean, in baseball, like you can't really do like diving catch competitions because people would hurt themselves. Sure. I mean? Yeah. It's not like the slam dunk competition where like I mean that's probably a little more dangerous than the three-point shooting competition. But yeah. it's like, home run derby is pretty harmless, you know? It's yeah. basically just bad. It's just batting practice. And know? even then, you get weird people not wanting to do it because it'll throw off their rhythm or something. Yeah, that's all part of the fact that baseball players are crazy superstitious. Yeah. I think more than anything that's real, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was going to say something about that. Yeah, crazy superstitious. And what else could you do? I mean, you could do which pitcher can just throw the hardest, but again, they're not going to want to, they're going to not get hurt. They don't want to get hurt. <laughs> like, how terrible would it be? Yeah. Yeah, if you got hurt at the All-Star game. Which is why the NFL has the Pro Bowl at the end of the season, but I hate the Pro Bowl. I think that's the worst of the all. Like your all star game is supposed to be an exhibition for your sport, right? Your chance for your sport to take center stage, so to speak. It's like an ambassadorship. Yeah. Like get all your superstars together. Yeah, totally. Um, which may be why you know the World Baseball Classic is a better fit for baseball right now than the all star game. Um, I'm looking at playoff odds. So on June 12, the Yankees had a 65% chance of winning the division. Uh And today it's 26%. That's a drop of 40%. 40% in three weeks. Yeah. Weeks. yeah. <clears throat> well, they've been outperforming all season. Right. Um, I was listening to this interesting thing. Um, it was uh, during the Red Sox game I was watching the other day. And they have this guy in the booth, uh, Dennis Eckersley. Do you remember him? Yeah. Uh, he's an old Hall of Fame pitcher. 
pitched for everybody. He pitched all over the majors, but he played for the Red Sox, and he now works for Nesson, which is the New England Sports Network, who does mm-hmm. all the Red Sox games. Mm-hmm. And he's in the booth right now, uh, and he's great. He, oh, he good. Just, he's like super eccentric dude, and he like says all of this weird stuff all the time. And it's funny because he's he's like a kind of a pitching savant, you know what I mean? Uh huh. Like sometimes he'll just like be going through, and he'll just like call what every pitch the pitcher is going to throw. Oh, knows that's awesome. What pitch he's going to throw based on you know the fact that he just like knows everything. Yeah. Um. But anyway, they were having a conversation. And about them, because the trade deadline's coming up shortly after the All-Star game. Yes. And the Red Sox are kind of weak at third base. The Yankees are kind of weak at third base. The Yankees have enough needs that they need to address. And the thing is that the trade deadline is, it's like a very different thing now. Because, because of there's that second wild The second wild code, yes. Right, and so so many more teams are now in the running for the wild card than used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, we're playing the we're playing against the Rangers right now. And the Rangers are like seventeen games back in their division because they're in the same division as the Astros. Mm-hmm. And but they're only like six games back in the wild card, mm-hmm. which with a whole half half season left to go, that's totally doable. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these teams that might, you know, get rid of some of their big, you know, like Adrian Beltre, for example, uh, is a third baseman. There's a lot of need for third baseman right now, but they're not going to get rid of them because they're still in the hunt, you know, right. even if they're 17 games back. The yeah, that makes, I mean, anybody who is anywhere near 500... Well, even the Rangers are four games under five hundred right now, but right. anyone, any you know, at or near five hundred has to be thinking. Well, if we get lucky, if we make a push, we can get into the playoffs. And once you get into the playoffs, anything goes. And there's also, right. I don't know, I'm going to call it propaganda reasons. Like even if you lose that one game in the playoffs. You can still say we made the playoffs. There's we still, made the playoffs, right? Or and you can like, you know, you sell all your best players halfway through the season, and then your TV ratings go down, your attendance yep. goes down at your ballparks. Yep. You're like making less money. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at the AL standings, I want to talk about the NL in a second because I think the NL is even more messed up than the AL. You've got basically three teams. I mean, if Texas is thinking that they've got a shot at it, you've got three teams who can be sellers right now. And that would probably be, well, maybe even two. No, three. Detroit, White Sox, Oakland, right? Uh They're all 37 and 45 or worse. Toronto is 39 and 45. They're in the right. last place in the AL East, 10 games behind the Red Sox. Do you think they should be sellers? Uh, I think so, yeah. Keep in mind, the second wild card right now would go to Kansas City, 
at 43 and 40. Yeah, I think that I think that the AL East is very strong this year. Yeah. Tampa Bay is playing really good ball. And then the Red Sox and Yankees also, you know, are strong. And I think that going down the stretch in the second half of the season, assuming that nothing goes horribly wrong injury-wise, the Red Sox should win that division. Yeah. But I don't think that I don't think that the Blue Jays have a chance of overtaking the Yankees and the Rays. Right. And I think that that pretty much or even the Yankees or the Rays, and that knocks them out of wild card contention right there. Yep. Not to mention they have to play, you know, half of the rest of their games this year against those three teams, you know? Mm-hmm. What about and Baltimore? Baltimore is that team that had that real strong start and were kind of a, a surprise team at the beginning and then faded faded pretty quickly. Uh, I think they might trade. I think they might get rid of some of their players. Because uh-huh. they're like kind of a low-budget team. Not a low-budget right. team, but like a medium-budget team. Right. And, for example, like Manny Machado's uh, contract is up at the end of this year. Yes. that's they will, they will not be able to sign him again, probably. Now, is it at the end of this year or the end of next year? Maybe the next I year. I feel they had one more year because um, I think it's after the 2018 season, but I may be wrong. I want to look that up because you've got people are already talking Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, and Clayton Kershaw are all having expiring contracts at the same time. Uh-huh. And people, they're all going to get paid and it'll, it'll be an interesting off-season. I thought it was one more season, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm not sure either. I mean, Manny Machado's having a really bad season this year. So right. So I'm me. not sure that if he does have one more year on his contract, they might just hang on to him because they won't be able to get what they want from him. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, they're in a situation the the Orioles where they, like, if they're going to stay in it, then they have to be buyers. It's not like they can just hang on to what they have right now and see if they make the playoffs because their pitching is fucking atrocious. Mm. Um, And their offense isn't what it was a year ago. So they would have to, like, get some key pieces to, like, even just be competitive. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's not going to happen. I don't think that they're in a position where they would feel comfortable, like expending that what it would cost them to like become a contender this year. Uh huh. Um, with the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Rays playing such good ball, you know. Uh huh. So are you picking? Are you picking Tampa Bay right now? That will be the second AL wild card. Uh. Meaning that they would overtake the Yankees? That I would say the Yankees would be the first wild card. Tampa Bay would be the second wild card. I don't know. That's tough because they all have to play each other. So yeah. Much. Right now, Tampa. Right now, okay. The Yankees are the first wild card at forty-four and thirty-nine. They're a game ahead of Kansas City and Minnesota. 
So Kansas right. City and Minnesota t- tied for the second wild card, and then behind them is Tampa Bay. Half a right. game behind them is Tampa Bay. Right. No, I mean, I like Kansas City for that second wild card spot. Yeah, they... Or any, or any wild card spot, because, mm-hmm. you know, other than Cleveland, in that division, there's not a whole lot going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Kansas City, like, but Detroit and Chicago are two of the three worst teams in the AL. Right. And I I don't think Minnesota's going to keep it together. I mean, they've stayed above 500 all season. Right. So, yeah. But they have issues, like, they're going to have to be buyers, too. Their bullpen is not good. You know? Mm-hmm. And this gets back to what you were saying earlier about the second wild card, the second wild card making more teams stay try to stay competitive later on in the season, because you've said a couple of teams now need help with their bullpens, and who's going to be selling relievers? White Sox. The White Sox, right. <laughs> I don't think we've got anybody in our bullpen. We've got Quintana. We have nobody in our bullpen right now. No bullpen pieces. No. Nope. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Blue Jays might have some good bullpen pieces. Uh-huh. Um, what else? The... Yeah, I don't know. Um, it will be a tough thing. Okay, I've got to go in just a minute. I got to go pick up Robin. Um, but I want to talk about the NL real quick, even though we don't really talk much about the NL. Um, nor do we care much about. Nor the NL. do we care much about the NL. But the yeah. NL Central, again, these teams who didn't think. Uh, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates. Sure. They're thirty-eight and forty-six. There's, but at thirty-eight and forty-six, there's seven games out of first place. Okay, Milwaukee is in first place at forty-six forty. Uh-huh. Pittsburgh should be selling, right? But I was, I was listening to a podcast of, of you know, the Cubs are five hundred. The Cubs were yep. supposed to run away with this division, but the Cubs are five hundred. And the Cubs are supposed to be good for years and years and years. You've got these small market teams kind of thinking, is this our one chance to steal a division title? Right. And Pittsburgh sitting here, they've got McCutcheon is playing better. He's playing really well. And they've got Marte is going to come back, right? He's going to come is back. He coming back this year? Yeah, he had a 90-game suspension, so that's six more games. Huh. So what do you do if you're the Pittsburgh Pirates? Uh, well, I don't know. Is McCutcheon's contract up at the end of this year? Yes, I believe so. So, I think... Really, they should get rid of McCutcheon. Probably trade him. He's, yeah. having, he's on my fantasy baseball team, and he's like the best player on my fantasy baseball yeah. team. He's got like 50 runs and 50 RBIs and like 12, you know, steals uh-huh. and like 15 home runs, something like that. He's having a really good year. 
uh, a year in which they could get something from a team who needs outfield help. Um, I don't know who that is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they could get something in return for that. Um, I think Milwaukee goes all in. For sure. You think Milwaukee goes all in? That's what I was going to yeah. ask next. Yeah. Because yeah. um, they're, they're in first place. Yep. And um, they weren't supposed to be, and they, they've they got a golden opportunity. Yep. Um, Do so it, Milwaukee. I think, Do and I think them and the Cardinals, too, got to be somewhere around 500, right? Uh, Cardinals are 40 and 43. Right. Okay. So, yeah, the Pirates are, what, fourth place, fifth place? Fourth place. Yep, goes Brewers, Cubs, Brewers, Cubs, Cards, Pirates. So they're sellers for sure. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Got one, two, three, four, five. There are five NL teams above 500. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. But. That is. Hopefully that means we'll win the All-Star game. Yeah, there you go. For the Dodgers, 56-29. and 29, I believe they've got the best record in baseball right now. Better than the Astros, Nope. Really? Astros are a game and a half ahead of the Dodgers. Yeah. Wow. Astros are eight games ahead of Boston, who's the second best record in the AL. Right. Yeah. Second best record in the NL is the Arizona Diamondbacks, 52-32. Okay, um, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for sticking with us, even though it's just me and Sam uh, today. Um, we'll have to get Jesse back and talk to us about rodeos. We'll have to get Eli on. We were going to have Eli on, but then we forgot to podcast yesterday because it was the 4th of July. Uh, but we'll have Eli on also. Uh, Sam, anything else we forgot to talk about? They want uh, to- real Real quick, yeah. who started pitching for the for the All Star game teams? Sale for the AL. Uh huh. Who is starting? It's gotta be Scherzer for the NL, right? Yeah, I was gonna say Scherzer let also. Me, let me check that. Or Kershaw. Right. Well, that yeah, Scherzer or Kershaw. Who would you take? Who do you think's better? Uh, this year. Uh huh. Or like long term. This year. Scherzer this yeah. year. I think Kershaw's starting. He's listed as starting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that they'd been announced. But that'd be fun. Sale and Kershaw, two big yeah. power, power lefties. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad Chris Sale's having a good season. I think he would just be, like, throwing things at people if he was still on the White Sox. But imagine if he would, like... Having as good of a season as he's having, but he was doing it on a team that was like 38 and 42 or something like that. Yeah, he'd be pretty upset. Yeah, he'd be pretty upset. I think he's got more wins this season than he ever had. Yeah. With Chicago already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. He'd be pretty upset. All right. All right, yeah, let's go. I gotta go. I gotta go pick up Robin. Thank you for listening. Have a good evening. Uh, check us out. SoundCloud, iTunes. I got to update the blog. Facebook, Twitter, Carrier Pigeons. 
We're on Instagram too, I think. And Instagram. But I don't think that we update that. I don't think we update it. that. Yeah, gotta get it. That's Jesse's job. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks very much. Have a pleasant evening while I find something to play us out. Happy uh, July 1st, I believe, was O Canada's, was Canadian Independence Day, right? Canada Day. Yeah. Was last Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And you said the Red Sox were playing at uh, Toronto, Toronto that day with yeah. American flags. Yeah, well, they were wearing their full July. That's kind of rude. Yeah.